production team wish to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land from which we are broadcasting, the Wadjuk Noongar people. We wish to acknowledge and pay respects to Elders past, present and emerging for their continuing culture and contributions they make to the life of this city and this region. Thanks for joining us tonight for Rainbow Connection, right here on 100.9 FM and Digital Noongar Radio. You're here with Marley, Simone and Tom. And uh, we're going to talk today about some stuff that's happening in the news. Marley, you want to run us through what we might be talking about? We're going to do a bit of a refresher on pansexuality. We're going to talk about some celebrities that have come out and identified as pan. Uh, We've also got some information about the flag. We've got some information about someone very exciting from Queer Eye who's going to be making an appearance. Uh, We also have some information about an Indigenous two-spirit couple that are on the Canadian version of The Amazing Race, plus a whole heap more. Oh yeah, I've seen some cool pictures of that. You're listening to Rainbow Connection on 100.9 FM and digital Noongar Radio. Brendan Urie, who you may know, openly identifies as pansexual. I'm married to a woman and I'm very much in love with her, but I'm not opposed to a man because, to me, I like a person, said the singer in 2018. And tonight we're going to have a refresher on what it means to identify as pansexual as uh, we have noticed there seems to be a little bit of confusion and misinformation uh, on the world of social media. So we're going to do our best to clear that up. Uh, Like Brendan Urie, celebrities like um, Bella Thorne, Miley Cyrus and Janelle Monae have all come out as pansexual. But what does it actually mean? Pansexuality is uh, is a valid identity on the sexuality spectrum. Within this spectrum there are various sexual identities such as asexual, bisexual, demisexual, homosexual, etc. And quite often bisexuality and pansexuality do overlap. Janelle Monet describes her experience like this. Being a queer black woman in America, someone who has been in relationships with both men and women, I consider myself to be a free ass mother effer. Uh, we can't say that actual word on radio. <laughs> pansexuality, also known as omni sexuality is the sexual, romantic or emotional attraction towards people regardless of their sex or gender identity. A pansexual pride flag was established in early 2010 and consists of a pink, yellow and blue stripe. This flag assists in creating visibility for the pansexual community. According to GLAAD, the blue portion of the flag represents those who identify within the male spectrum, regardless of biological sex. The pink represents those who identify within the female spectrum, regardless of biological sex. And the yellow portion found in between the blue and pink portions represent non-binary attractions, such as androgynous gender, bi-gender and gender-fluid people. Actress Bella Thorne recently told Good Morning America, I'm actually a pansexual and I didn't know that, Thorne said. She defined the term as, you like what you like. doesn't have to be a boy or a guy or a girl, you know, a he, a she, a this or that. It's literally, you like personality, like you just like a being, Bella said. It doesn't really matter what's going on over there. If I just like it, I like it. So Tom, tell us what's happening in related news. Well, speaking of Bella Thorne, she actually leaked her own nude photos online in an effort to take back power from a hacker. F you and the power you think you have over me, Thorne tweeted, along with screenshots of text between her and her alleged hacker, as well as several topless photos. I'm going to write a book about this. (laughs) She's going to write about it in her next book. 
for sure. <laughs> and yes, she will. <laughs> In April of this year, a new law was introduced in Western Australia to offer more protection for people who have shared intimate images with each other. Uh, According to the Department of Justice, the maximum penalty on an indictment is imprisonment for three years. The summary conviction penalty is a maximum imprisonment term of 18 months and a maximum fine of $18,000. Hopefully, this will also reduce instances of victim blaming, which can often happen in cases like this. Actually, Whoopi Goldberg and Bella Thorne kind of had it out on the view because Whoopi Goldberg was like, why did you take them in the first place? And Bella was like, you shouldn't have this attitude. No. Yeah. It doesn't work like that. If no. you trust somebody, then uh, it, it, it's to, it, you're sending it to one person. Mm. They don't then own the rights to send it to whoever they want. And that's the same as just taking photos in general. Yeah. Like um, if you take a photo, that the, the copyright is yours. So. Oh, Whoopi. <laughs> It is quite problematic. It doesn't justify sharing that image without consent. Nothing does. Yeah, never. And uh, we would like to take a a moment just to let you know, if you or somebody requires um, crisis care on Lifeline, it's 13 11 14 or QLife 1800 184 527 because this is uh, maybe triggering for some people who this might have actually happened to. Mm. So we want to make sure you look after yourselves and each other. Stay with us on Rainbow Connection. You're listening to 100.9 FM. You're with the Rainbow Connection team and tonight we are bringing you the latest in LGBT plus news. If you just heard our item about pansexuality and you identify as such, you may like to join the Bisexual Plus Community Perth group, which you can find on Facebook. It's a safe online space to connect with like-minded individuals, both online and in person. And to clarify, this is not a dating site. It's not for that purpose. It is simply a place to network, interact and learn about your identity and talk to other people and do wholesome things like game nights and coffee dates and fun things. And you don't have to swipe left on anybody. No. (laughs) And we can share a link to this group on our social media page so you can find it with ease. And our next news item for this evening is one that many people are buzzing about online. Queer Eyes' Jonathan Van Ness is coming to Australia! JVN is bringing a live comedy show right here in 2020. And the show centres around his quest to become a master figure skater (laughs) for the first time in the Beijing Winter Olympics in 2022. That is like so comical to me. I don't know why. I feel like he would be so elegant. I know. Flawless. Um, so grab a pen or tablet or whatever device you have uh, and make note of this date and the venue. It is Tuesday the 25th of February at the Riverside uh, Theatre in Perth and tickets will go on sale August 2nd so keep your eyes peeled and your mouse is clicking. This will be his first ever solo comedy tour. Yes, Queen. <laughs> So that'll be really exciting. So many people online have just been like, JVN's coming, wah! <laughs> and so are we. To do comedy as well. I I'm dishonoured. <laughs> didn't expect that bit. And I feel like the comedy thing is very much... The comedy you're about... You. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and about um, about figure skating. The whole thing is just great. It's just great. Glide. <laughs> So, on to our next story. Dr James McCocus and Anthony Johnson are a couple who identify as two-spirit, which is a term that describes gender and sexual diversity in Indigenous communities. 
Dr Makokas is Cree and Johnson is Navajo. The couple have entered the spotlight as they are participants in the amazing race in Canada. They have decided to use this platform to bring awareness to important issues in the LGBT community through wearing symbolic clothing. The items are designed, made and worn by Makokas and Johnson. For example, skirts were worn with the colours red and rainbow stripes. The colour combination was specifically chosen to represent missing Indigenous women and transgender and two-spirit people. Signing up for The Amazing Race, the only reason we did it is to represent Indigenous people, but we also wanted to talk about some of the issues that all humans need to be talking about, said Johnson. And Dr Makokas helps many patients through gender transitioning as a family physician. According to CBC, in the second episode of The Amazing Race, Makokas and Johnson wore blue t-shirts that said, Water is life. For us, coming from an Indigenous perspective, water is something we talk about on a regular basis. It's part of our ceremonial culture, it's part of our spiritual ethos, and it's part of our philosophical basis for law, Johnson said. The couple go by team... Akahimok on the show, a word from the Plains Cree language that means keep going. Inspirational stuff. I love that whole story, by the way, and I really, really love that they chose to represent, like, to say what they wanted to say through clothes because it's fabulous. Yes. If you haven't seen it already, have a look online. They're, like, the skirts and stuff they wore. Oh, my God, it's so good. So you'll be able to see it in the pictures and in the video of it and they really just want to emphasise that it's not a gimmicky thing, it's very much a symbolic and important thing as you'll realise when you watch it. Yeah. So Tom, tell us about 12 Forever. Oh, it's a great new animated show for kids. Well, for anyone as a matter of fact. 12 Forever is an animated adventure fantasy series created by Julia Vickerman. It premiered exclusively on Netflix the other day on July 29th. A bit about the show. It's about a 12-year-old... Well, the protagonist is a 12-year-old. She's not too thrilled about the prospect of growing up. The show begins on her 12th birthday where where she tries to stop... Well, she attempts to stop growing up. <laughs> she creates an alternative universe in her mind named Endless Island where she and her two best friends, Todd and Esther, travel to at will via a magic key and instruments. Endless Iron? Endless Island. <laughs> Endless Island hosts a strange and fantastic fantastic array of characters that could easily fit into The Mighty Boosh, Alice in Wonderland and Yellow Submarine. Notably, their antagonist is called Buttwitch. And you should say that's, um, that's with two Ts. B- <laughs> but- Buttwitch. Butwitch. As voiced by Matt Berry, who you might know from IT Crowd and a few other shows. He's host of London. He's a bit of an acquired taste. Oh, my gosh. I, I find him hilarious, but I know Marley. His voice just makes me cringe. But it's, I feel like that's a testament to his acting, and he's obviously very good at what he does, but when I hear it, I'm like, oh. <laughs> anyway, the creator, Julie Vickerman, has stated that Butwitch is actually gender fluid. Reggie becomes visibly flustered on screen at the appearance of her crush. Uh, So Reggie, or Regina, is the name of the 12-year-old who the whole series centres around. Uh, And her crush is an 8th grade girl named Connolly. Voices you may recognise on the program include Noel Fielding, Ron Funches and Amy Sedaris, which is in the whole comedy comedy. realm as well. So good. Rainbow Connection would like to issue a trigger warning for some of the following stories, as some contain references 
to bullying, invasion of privacy and domestic violence. If you identify these as triggers, please tune out and join us at another time that is more appropriate for you. The UK government is holding the sexual orientation and religious beliefs of millions of students in a database, often without their knowledge, according to the Freedom of Information request by BuzzFeed. That is insane. (laughs) The uh, sexual orientation of 3.2 million and religious beliefs of 3.7 million students are stored by the Department of Education, or DIE, funnily enough, sorry, (laughs) (laughs) Diffie, in named data. The data stored uh, dates back to 2012, meaning that there's a lot of people in the system that are no longer even students. So it doesn't make makes even less sense it makes yeah no sense at all according to buzzfeed the data held uh is part of the national pupil database but is specifically collected and passed on to the government oh that's what you want more information they need it um by the higher education statistics agency or hesa yeah that's very invasive It, it seems like information that they they don't need like that, um, <laughs> what do you believe in and uh, what, what do you like sexually? Like that's, that's not going to help them learn. It feels like someone's saying, how can I discriminate against you yeah. in a way? And, like it's, and it's not bizarre. even being held by, by schools. In other words, maybe if somebody needed um, counselling yeah. or something like that, this has gone to the government <laughs> instead. Uh, yeah. And, and that, it, it does seem just crazy i wonder what's going to happen with it so and it's interesting that buzzfeed are the people that figured this out yes (laughs) very reputable uh (laughs) yeah source of information but um but at least they brought it to to light that's right so in our next item the Star Observer reports that ACON and Domestic Violence New South Wales have launched the Queer Voices for Change project aimed at tackling domestic and family violence df V in the LGBTIQ plus community. Voices for Change enables survivors to share their story in order to better inform and educate the community on intimate partner and family violence, says Renata Field, Program Coordinator of the Voices for Change Project at Domestic Violence New South Wales. The latest statistics show the incidents of LGBT plus violence are actually equal to those in heterosexual relationships. However, if you are a police person, um, did you know that um, that's actually one of the the um, highest areas of uh, domestic violence? No, is um, is within yeah um, a police. Yeah. There you go. It's these things that don't really get brought to light or discussed, and they need to be. It reminds me of. But who will police the police? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, trans people and bisexual women have been shown to be victims of domestic and family violence at higher rates than the rest of the community. If you would like to become a participant in Voices for Change, go to sayoutloud.org.au or QLife on 1800-184-527. Now, this one is a good topic of conversation. It's really sparked a lot of, you know, feedback and a lot of debate. Uh, Jenna Carvundis, credited as inventing gender reveal parties for babies, has said this whole gender reveal thing doesn't make sense to me anymore. Yeah, which is a, which is a, a big a big thing. We've come a we've come a long way. So um, yeah, Jenna's ten year old child uh, actually educated on her mother about um, gender 
fluidity and um, it's prompted a change of heart. But that whole the whole gender reveal thing. Have you guys have you guys seen them online? Some yeah, some yeah, of them. A bit. Some of the uh, there's ones where they do burnouts, right? And whatever smoke comes out, if it's like pink, it's a girl, and oh, if it's God. blue, it's a boy. And I just want to say, if you're doing a burnout to tell everybody, you know, whether your your child's going to be a male or female, perhaps you shouldn't be having children. It's no, putting the unborn child at risk while revealing the gender of the unborn <laughs> child not ideal and uh there was a great one where there was a car that actually caught on fire <laughs> during the gender reveal but so they were doing like a standstill burnout it was on fire and there were just people walking around the car like in front of the car Oh, and so, anyway, it was all because it was obviously yeah. videotaped. Um, the the guy has since, you know, been contacted by the police and has been charged with like I, I can't remember what the exact thing was, but it was basically like reckless driving and um, endangering people because you know you're doing like you're out of control of a burning vehicle with you know <laughs> just kids yeah. and people walking around. Yeah, it's not something we did personally like tom and i are due to have a baby in four weeks so soon but we didn't do you want to do your gender reveal now come on we'll go outside and we'll do your burnout (laughs) (laughs) but we gotta get the license first we didn't do the whole like baby shower or gender reveal thing i don't know i'm all for freedom of choice and if people want to celebrate that way that's totally yeah up to them but it's not something we did and then i heard about like you get a push present, like for some people get a, get you out. know, for pushing <laughs> it out. And then there's this whole baby moon thing, which I hadn't heard of either. Like, oh, it, you should do that. Like yeah. all of these go things. away, go away and spend some nice time together before the baby comes, because it'll be a while till you get to be like just the two of you. <laughs> I think we left that a bit late that one because it could come at any second. Well, yeah. <laughs> It's literally... She's going into labour now, folks. Uh, we're just going to end this and take you straight to the hospital. Um, no, you were saying that you have been getting some odd um, contractions, though. Yeah, they kind of happen once or twice a day. So I'm really having doubts that I'm going to reach my due date. But, yeah, I've been we've been pretty tight-lipped on the gender. We've told people privately, and I think... That's just the way we did things. But if you do a gender reveal, please do it safely. Yeah. For heaven's sake. And also um, with an open mind. Exactly. (laughs) I mean, I was talking to... I ran into a friend of mine the other day and they asked me, you know, what's the gender? And I said, well, right now it's blah. But who knows? The child could come out and tell me something different later. So... Yeah. That's the other thing to consider. I mean, you have your gender that's assigned at birth, but then, you know, it might be something completely different later on, and I'm open-minded to that. Well, that's exactly what happened with um, the the person, is it Jenna, who uh, actually created the gender reveal, Um, her daughter B. Yeah. Um, has been known to express herself by shaving her head, wearing suits and uh, not conforming to gender stereotypes. So she has basically taught her mum a thing or two about yep. gender reveals herself. And gender fluidity. And, yes. you know, we have conversations with my my seven-year-old, uh, yep. who Tom and I are co-parent, and 
we have explained to Lily that, you know, yes, there's boy and girl, but there's also non-binary and there's also people that are gender fluid and some people are a boy and a girl and some people are one or the other or both or neither and mm-hmm. I think it's important to yeah. let your children know that it's not just there's not just that binary anymore. Yeah. And that's why we should we should just treat people as people. It doesn't yep. matter. Yeah. Boy, no. girl. No. Them, they, whoever. There's lots of pronouns. I mean quite often non-binary people will use they or them but there's actually a whole list of pronouns and you can look it up online and there's a big chart that explains everything and there's lots of research out there there's lots of resources out there and it's not difficult like as a cisgender person to kind of educate yourself and go oh okay and not just that um within within each kind of area like people every individual is is different too it's the same like um there's some people who identify and like being called queer and then there's other people who don't like that term at all yeah um there's no blanket rule for for lgbt plus people it's Really so it's it's more about thing. awareness and uh, and finding out, or you know, what their individual um, needs and identifies that as, and respect them regardless of whatever whatever they want to be. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and I think we're going to end on a celebratory note. Yes. Uh, Amit Shah, a choreographer and founder of a dance company, recently married Aditya Madaraju who works for a risk management company. The couple are originally from India. They now live in New Jersey in the US. But they wed at a traditional Hindu temple, giving hope to other Indian same-sex couples who wish to do the same. The photographs from the ceremony have since gone viral. Having a traditional wedding is something that wasn't out of the ordinary for either of us, as we come from pretty traditional and conservative backgrounds, said Aditya, who was born in South India, but lived in the US for the past nine years. Our parents have taught us a lot about religion and how to follow customs. After we got married at City Hall, we knew we wanted something more traditional with our families and friends involved. For us, it didn't seem complete until we had a chance to conduct the proper Hindu prayers. And have you guys seen those pictures too? They are beautiful. They the, are. The, like images of the, the wedding. I'm like, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, I'm so glad that they got to do that. Um, it, and it's nice when people's religions can tie in with their sexuality as it, as it should. That's right. Yep. And it, it's, there's a lot of, you know, multi-faith within the LGBT plus community. And it's really yep. beautiful when it sort of works out and something like this happens and people respond really well and they're loving it. And if you haven't seen the pictures, definitely look them up. Uh, unfortunately, that's all we've got time for on tonight's show. But you can stay in touch with us on social media, on our Facebook and Instagram. And remember to tune in next week from 7 It's not 7, by the way. It's 6 p.m. Tune in from 6 p.m. Western Standard Time right here on 100.9 FM and Digital Noongar Radio. You've been here with Marley and Simone and Tom. Yay!